Okay, I'm hoping everyone is feeling strong, and everyone is feeling upbeat, and everyone's feeling positive. And um, this is a nigun that we started singing a few months ago. Oh, 
מתחדש בקרבי. This is like a, a very, very, very special shear today. It's a little bit different than usual because the Rebbe is going to be speaking about something that perhaps many of us um, maybe are a little bit embarrassed of admitting that this is our issue also. And as you can tell by the title of the shear that has to do with psychotic thinking, we're going to try to redefine what that means and hopefully um, see that in a safe way we can figure all of this out. We can figure out what the Rebbe is speaking about. Um, I know that this, is, this, has happened, this has come up in many conversations I've had with people that are learning with us here, and Bichlal, people in the world, that we always come to a certain point in our lives where we say, if that person knew certain things about me, oh my God, they'd never want to be my friend. Or if that person knew what I was thinking while they're looking at me, they'd never, ever associate themselves with me ever again. I've seen, I, I, I felt that about myself many times. And I've also been in um, a beautiful wonderment over that when people admit that and they realize, yeah, I'm sure that if people went inside my kishkas and saw my taivas, and, of course they wouldn't want to, they wouldn't want to, associate themselves with me or, or you know, with anyone of that sort. But what happens when we're all in that? Every one of us is, is sort of shyach to that group. Reb Zalman Ovashon once said, I'll never forget this, he said, um, well, I'm not going to say exactly like he said it, but he once said, you know, everyone goes to the bathroom. Meaning, everyone has shmutzik. Everyone has this. It's like, what do we think? But the Indian is how do I deal with it? What do I how do I how do I not let the crazy thoughts I may have dictate to myself who I am and be defined by these thoughts? Now mind you, this is a diary entry. So if the Piasetsner Rebbe feels safe enough to share with the world that this is stuff that he also goes through, you and I can go through it as well. But we need a lot of sad dishmaya because this piece is really out there. So let's go right inside. We're on Otlamed Gimel. Otlamed Gimel. And we'll do this slowly, slowly. We're not going to rush. And um, I think that this is actually very, very good for where we're at as a chavre, where we're at in learning, where we're at as an am. And I, I, we should have a lot of sad dishmaya learning always, but specifically learning this piece. Okay. So the rabbi asks like this. He says like this. Look at the bottom. Otlam and Gimel. Lama zen nishtomem anu mideotav shel hashote umi machshavot hameshuga? Why are we so amazed from the the thoughts of the fool and the the thinking of the a person who's meshuga, who's, who's labeled, let's say right now, who's labeled psychotic. Lemor, Ech efshar ledeot kokach hefchiyot minasech elimatzeb moach adam. Like sometimes, there's like, when we see this in other people that are acting or thinking so crazy, we're like, how could, how could there be a situation that someone who is 
has a brain and yet is so far from the rationale, is so not close to the 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 moach, the, the, the what, what what logic would say is normal. How could there be such such a crazy contrast between a person, his thoughts, and what just normal logic is? How could there be? And then he says, And what about us? What, we're not going to be in wonderment over sometimes we have the craziest thoughts in the world as well? That seem to be completely uh, in contrast and irrational from, from the place of logic in our minds? No less than, than that of the one that's foolish and crazy. Meaning, we may not act upon crazy thoughts, but why aren't you in total wonderment, mishtomem, over the fact that you entertain crazy, you and I entertain crazy thoughts as well? Why is it that when you see it being uh, manifested in, in someone else, ah, then it's like, oh my God, how could it be? But when you yourself have them, you're not like, oh my God, how could this be that I have such crazy thoughts? So it's such irrational thoughts, such irrational thoughts. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's continue the next page. I'm sorry, Chevra, but what I sent was missing on the bottom of the previous page. I'm sorry, I'm just going to read it out here. But if you have the Sefer, it's the bottom of page Shinnuntet. It's Ot Lamed Gimel. What I had sent out to be posted was missing the bottom paragraph here. So just follow me, if you, if you, if you will. So the Rebbe is saying, why am I even bringing this, why am I even bringing this up right now? Right? Why am I bringing up this Indian? This is the bottom, bottom of Lamed Gimel. He says, Each person has a, has a midah that's fallen, maybe one or maybe many. Some, the Rebbe says, some people have, meaning each person is stuck in somewhere. One is dealing with ego, one is dealing with anger, one is dealing with a bad lust for something. Each person, when it comes, when they come in contact with the midah nefula, with the fallen trait that's not in the right place, so the Rebbe says, each person that deals with what they, what, what's hardest for them in life, end up with some level of psychotic thinking. Start thinking like meshuganas. They start thinking machshavot kokach shtuyot. They don't just oppose, they're irrational, they're opposite from the logical, rational mind. When you're stuck in anger over someone, over something, you can start having absolutely meshugana thoughts. We know that when it comes to jealousy, you can totally be, be, be sucked in to a world of thinking which is so completely opposite of who you really are, and yet you have these thoughts. When it comes to any type of lust, the Rebbe is saying, anything that you're dealing with in a hard way, you can have these crazy thoughts come up. 
עד שרק השוטה מבטן והמשוגע מלידה מוכשר להם. Now we can go back to the next page. And it's only a person that is absolutely, uh, you know, absolutely משוגע from birth, we, we attribute, oh, this is shayach to someone like that, but, you know, not to me. I don't think of it like it's a kilo, this is something that I'm going through. So a person who takes pride that he's logical and rational, but he gets so angered and tempered over everything which opposes his rationale, meaning what makes sense to him, the way he thinks things should be, Ah, I'm not... He doesn't, he doesn't uh, recognize his own insanity. He doesn't think about these things. It's only seen by other people. To him, that this makes sense. He doesn't stop and think for a second, oh my God, I, I look like that person that when, that when they act completely irrationally, I wonder how could such a person exist in the world? No, no, no. The Rebbe is saying, you, we have these things as well. We go through them as well. He's going to give an example, a pretty, a pretty uh, unfortunately easy example to, to understand. What's the example? Lemashal. I'm just going to make this a little bit bigger for me. One second. Lemashal. Hanivgam behit pa'arut nefila. Bechol davar asher so someone who is stuck with e- ego, with everything that he does <coughs> or says, it could be that he has one thought or many thoughts of hitparut, of, of ego, of pride, will come up and start in his mind, he'll start thinking, Lomar, Lomar, the Rebbe says it could happen that when a person is stuck, but he's not aware of the fact that he's so stuck in a Meshugana concept of pride, he can consciously or subconsciously be constantly thinking in his mind, wow, I sound pretty smart, or wow, this is such a good thing that I did, or wow, how I'm going to be glorified. Um, I'm going to be glorified by other people, and everyone's going to be talking about me, and everyone's going to find out about what I did, but I would never say this out loud, because then I'd be a Balgaiva. But these are things that are happening in my thoughts, in my mind. The Rebbe says a person like, Shem, do you mind making the text a little bit bigger, please? Perfect, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. So he says, uh, he says, um, again, like, everyone's going to talk about me. Everyone's going to give me honor. The Rebbe says, someone that thinks like this, you know, there are people that sit in their homes after they've done something good. And they're basically like bowing down to themselves. They're like, Shh, oh, it's just, I am such a pele. It's just unbelievable who I am. 
And my humility is just out of this world. It's amazing. If the world only knew how humble I was, but but wow, they, you know, the Rebbe says you can get caught in this train of thought that if someone actually x-rayed you, your, 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 your thoughts, and they read what's going on in your mind, you'd be, you'd be crazy. You'd be considered someone that's completely irrational and illogical. And the Rebbe continues. You can be sitting in your mind convinced that certain things that you've done are so tremendously are worthy of being glorified and you really do believe that what you're doing is the holiest thing in the world. However, it could be, the Rebbe says, really, there's no what you did was completely thoughtless, thoughtfulness. It was, there was no wisdom in what you did. Nothing beautiful, nothing good. Actually, the truth is, you were acting like a fool, but because you're only stuck in your own mind, you've come to a very fast conclusion, a quick conclusion, that the act that you're blown away from is actually something very um, incredible and, 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 and beautiful. When really, it, it could be that not only was it not good, there was even a foolish act or a foolish thought. Where's the logical mind that allows a person to glorify himself with shtus thinking that these are chokhmas? How can a person come to a conclusion in his mind that if people find out about something that this person thinks he did, they're going to go around talking, talking about it with other people and everyone's going to be walking around thinking this guy is such a tzaddik. How could it be? Where's the mind that allows such thinking? How could it be? How, what kind of delusive thinking is it to like weave together all these illusions, these illusionary conversations that people are having with each other, which ne- never end up happening? By the way, it's also, I think, works on the other side. You could also build up a whole mind game in your mind that people... F- are going to find out bad things about you, and that's what they're going to walk around thinking about you and talking about you. You know, my mother told me something many years ago that stuck with me very, very deep. Um, She said to me many things, but one thing in particular that I remember was that um, I was going through some a a pretty pretty big crisis uh, in my life. I was about uh, 24, Mashukaze, and I was already, you know, the musician doing this, and the name was getting bigger, and all that funny Alma de Shikra. And then something, I went through something that I was so nervous that people were going to be talking about, and I'd be so embarrassed. My mother said to me, you know, Shlomo, that unfortunately, as much as people may love you, you, you can become old news very, very fast. And not just that, people go to shluf with their own pekalach. Like, as much as they may think about you for a second, at night, when you when everyone goes to sleep, they go to sleep thinking about their own inyanim. 
you're not the most important thing in people's lives and that's good and that's okay. But what happens to certain people is that when you're stuck in this mode of thinking, then you've built up a whole delusional world of how people think about you and all these conversations they're happening for you. And the Rebbe is wondering, how could it be that a rational mind can lead a person to such a place of what's transpiring in a person's mind? So the Rebbe says, and I, this is very hard to hear this, but I want us to understand this. We're in the middle of paragraph, fourth line from the bottom, right in the middle. How could it be, he says, because in this Indian that you're dealing with, that you have an afila in, whether it's ego, in the world of ego and pride, you're a crazy person. Maybe you're not a crazy person when it comes to dealing with finances. Maybe you're not a crazy person when it comes to be giving over uh, lectures in, 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 uh, in, in, in chemistry. But in this Indian, in this Mida, there's a Mida of Shiga'on in you. The Rebbe says, Chacham hu dvarav. In other matters of the world, maybe you might be a Chacham. But in this Indian, you can become a crazy person just in this Indian. And you're a fool in that Indian of your Nefila, of the thing that you struggle with the most. So he says, We gave an example of someone that struck with ego and with pride. So he says, This is so when it comes to the Mida of self-glorification, but, but it's like this with any other Mida that a person struggles with in a very deep way. Whatever it is you're dealing with, bad love, wrong love, anger, jealousy, whatever it is, hatred, you can become a sugar in one area. So now the question is like this. Well, <laughs> how do we help ourselves in this, in this, you know, current state of psychosis that a person goes through? How, how could you do it? I just want to mention something and be as clear as possible. I am not taking the liberty to say exactly what the Rebbe is uh, how the Rebbe is defining this, I can only speak about myself and the achrayas that I feel I have for people, is that there are times where the help, the self-help for, pla- for places of psychosis, you're not going to get from any safer. You need to see a professional in the world of medicine. One million percent. I know there are shitas that don't agree with that and that everything can be worked... There are, there are situ- I've seen this, there are situations where to, to snap out of something the beginning, it needs to be dealt with professionally. This is not, uh, the, 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 the teaching we're doing right now is not for, uh, you know, saying anyone that deals with any level of this, just listen to what the Eitzah is right now. Because the Eitzah that the Rebbe gives is going to demand a certain level of Yishuv Hadat in order to do the work to snap out of certain areas of psychosis in our life. So I just want to make sure that's crystal clear because I know that I'm, I'll get like 30 emails after this year from different people saying, you know, how could you say... I'm not. I'm just saying, Pashut Me'od, let's stick with what the Rebbe is saying in, in, in regarding someone that generally is healthy enough to do the following exercise. Because the Rebbe is going to say right now, Yala, so what, what is Lemaise 
of what can a person do in order to help himself get out of being stuck in such a state. What advice can we give a, a, a human being who's, who's seeking the, the remedy, who's seeking a, 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 the medicine, who seeks the right therapy for such a state of psychosis? The Rebbe says the unfortunate reality is there is no natural, absolute remedy for someone to never to not have machshavas that can drive you crazy. So that's actually already pretty calming, because that puts us all in, in the same cat. That that's actually I'm happy about that. Because what the Rebbe is saying here is that you're not as, I don't know how to say this right, but you're not as crazy as you might have thought you were. You're still Meshuggah, but you're not completely Meshuggah. Zatomeret. It's possible that a person can do all the right things and all the right work and yet still have this Indian where certain thoughts come inside. And, uh, and he can't get over them. I, I've given this example before, but I, I think about this quite often when I want to uh, arouse self-compassion on myself in certain matters. One day I came to the studio, and the person that was recording that day for me in the studio was not a shocker, a Baal Tshuva, like most musicians, most good musicians that we work with. And I saw him sitting in, in Dvekas with Talis and Tefillin in the, in the booth. And uh, he got, because he got there early and he davened in the studio. Say there. And I see he's taking his time. And I see it's like, he realizes that the session is, you know, I'm starting to pay. 10 a.m. I start to pay by the hour back then. This was a long time ago. And I'm also paying him by the hour. So after a long time, it was a moment, it took much longer than usual. He takes off his talus and tefillin. And I see he's in a very like gentle state of mind. I said to him, He says, He says, Sometimes I just don't understand the master of the world at all. But in times like this, I know what I'm supposed to do. And he explained to me, This guy's about tshuva. He gave up so much to be close to Hashem. He, he, he left so many different worlds that were keeping him down. And this person said, he said, I don't understand. I, I didn't do anything to start having these really dirty thoughts in my mind while I was davening. Where in the world did it come from? How could this be? I, I've, and he says this happens to him sometimes. So what he does in that moment, he says, is that he just quiets everything down. He doesn't fight these thoughts. He just says, Let's be as real as, we, as it gets. These thoughts coming inside me now make me feel like I'm a sugar. So I'm right now, I want one thing. I don't want to feel like I'm crazy. So please have Rahmanis on your servant, and he said his name, something Ben something. Have compassion on a heart, on a soul that wants to be close to you. And I stay in that zone until I can continue davening. And that taught me, that taught me a lot. It taught me a lot. You know, you don't have to be a Baal to have to go to this place. You could be a person that didn't have to give up anything in order to be uh, in a Torah life.
But this place of saying what's important to me is that we have clear communication and I don't want to feel like I'm crazy. The Rebona Shleilam can handle anything. <laughs> we have to remember that. Shem Yisbarach can handle anything. The Ratzon of a person to feel normal is a very healthy Ratzon. But, but the PSS is telling us, don't set yourself up for utmost failure and disappointment. Because he says, Trufa Mukhletet, an absolute Trufa for this, there isn't. Veha So what is the Eitza? If, if I know that I can't fully rid myself of thoughts that may drive me a little crazy, so what is the Eitza? The Eitza is to somehow weaken those thoughts. How? There is a way to lessen the amount of times that thoughts like this show up in our life. Not abolishing it, but lowering down the percentage of how, many, how often it frequents our minds. So he calls this, interesting... He ribui hahabata. Ribui hahabata. What would you call ribui hahabata in English? This is very interesting. It's something that everyone, everyone is 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 into these days in any, uh, you know, self help world. It's called a heightened state of awareness. Ribui hahabata. Paying more attention, living in a altered, a higher state of consciousness. Pay close attention to all thoughts that are taking place in our midst. And, and more so, pay close attention to when I start going into that, into that chatterbox that's a result of a mida, of a mida nefula, of, a, of a, a place where we fell. And even if nine times the way that our awareness, our heightened state of awareness, becomes crooked, and we make the mistake to say that, wow, this place that we got to in our mind is beautiful and smart. He says, don't worry. If you if you are matmid, if you are consistent with a state of awareness, a higher state of awareness, by the tenth time you'll be able to differentiate between something crooked and something yashar. By the tenth time it'll be yashar for you. Sorry, By the tenth time you'll be so aligned with logic that you'll see that those things that drove you crazy is just, it's just a, your own trip. It's craziness, it's nothing. You won't fall into it. al shigona, And then we'll be like, how could this, we'll be like completely shocked that this kind of shigon is in us. How could this have found a place in our mind? You won't be in denial. You won't be in denial of the fact that, yes, you own it also. You own this place that's a little bit meshuga. But it won't freak you out so much because you're not going to define yourself by it. But it will freak you out enough to the extent that you'll be shocked that, hey, I'm a, normal, I'm a, I'm a pretty rational person. I'm a pretty logical person. It seems to me I, I pretty much, I'm okay, I'm healthy. 
what it did, what is this doing here? You know, sometimes I've seen this by Chavar too, is that they'll start laughing hysterically while they're just sitting to themselves. Why? Because <clears throat> they've realized, you know, some really weird twisted thought came into their mind. But they start laughing it up because they're like, wow, the Yitzhahara thought it could trick me into thinking that this is still who I am. <laughs> now you might seem think that that person's a crazy person. That person's a much healthier person. Because there's a state of awareness which doesn't, he doesn't get confused. He's staying straight. He's not letting things from the outside come and start altering with his, messing up with how he, how he views himself. Chochmateinu, the Rebbe says, at this, at this point, when we become more aligned and straight with who we really are, Chochmateinu me'al kisei kvoda tered az, v'da'ateinu b'faneinu yitbaze. Our chochma, he's saying so beautiful, our chochma, um, our wisdom, which is, where is our wisdom rooted in? It's from the kisei akovod, will then come down. To the world. Lo amanabahem nachlit lomar, ve al yoshram ve amitatam en liftoach. When the supernal wisdom, which is where our rooted wisdom starts to come down, due to a state of a heightened state of awareness, what we're able to do in those moments is not freak out by crazy thoughts, and also not to be indulged by them, and not to be trapped by them, to view them, to look at them, and to see them. Pass by. It'd be amazing if the Rebbe gave us an answer that said, we have a way of completely nullifying this area. But the Rebbe is saying, for some reason, this is the way the Rebbe Hashem created person, that it's supposed to be like this, that we're supposed to be having this constant work on ourselves. Take a deep, close look at what's transpiring in yourself, specifically to the places that lead you to this crazy place. Observe it, notice it, call it out, and eventually, it'll it'll be like mamish coming in and out right away, without having any effect on you. So the Rebbe ends off here and he says, "Ushtehen." These two perspectives, habata vechilul kvod hadat nechutzot lano. So he's saying these two perspectives, which is this way of observing um, it's interesting that, that, that in, in the translation that was sent to me the way the translator translated he said that Habata is called objective vision and Chilul Kvod Hadat is called loss of credence Nechutzot Lanu they're both necessary in order to reach our objective why? Ki kol od machshavto nichpada be'ine ha'ish because as long as my thoughts are ideal in my own eyes, and the way that I think is just the way that it has to be, meaning I bow down before the way that I think, I'm sorry, I saw the bottom, the bottom line here got cut out again. I'm going to find it just in the Sefer. Oh, you have it. Because in my, in, for a person like this, introspection won't help at all because I could say 
um, you know, how smart I am and how much I make sense to me. Please make it uh, a smaller, a bit smaller. Thank you. And a person won't be able to really take a take a real clear and and courageous look with a, in a logical manner at what's going on inside of him. And after you know a few times of experiencing our own psychosis, as the Rebbe says, after we're able to laugh at our own insane thoughts, we'll just be we'll become people who are able to detect it the next time that it comes by. And we'll be able to correct it afterwards. And again, it won't freak us out. I think that, that, that what, what the Rebbe is saying, what he built up for us is, is kind of like this. The first Shlav is a person that's completely unaware that he's stuck in his own Mishigas. But it's Mishigas. Then I start to become aware of, I pay attention with this heightened level of awareness and observing my thoughts. I'm like, oh my God, this is happening inside of me. So in the beginning, it's like, oh my God, okay, why do I want, I don't want this awareness. <laughs> Take it away from me. It's making me feel like I'm crazy. But then the Rebbe says, no, 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 relax. You need the, now exercise your thoughts. Do something rational with this process, which you'd have no control over initially. The thoughts may come in and out. That's fine. Observe them. Observe them to the point that you detach yourself from being identified with it. Until you reach a state, the Rebbe says, that yeah, you may be a Baal Shuva. You may have been someone that completely detached himself from anything that's reminiscent of the world that he came from. And you'll be sitting in Kol Nidre one night in Yom Kippur and have these Meshuggan of thoughts come to you. Um, the Rebbe says, what do you do then? By then, if you've trained yourself to just pay attention to what's going on inside of you. You'll be able to spot that this is not a real thought, this is a Meshuggan thought. It'd be great, God, if it didn't happen, but it must be that you believe in me and my, my avoda right now is to throw that to the side as well. Alavai, that our heightened senses of awareness will lead us to a place to be able to be professional detectors of what's real and what's not real. I found this piece to be mesmerizingly deep. This is incredible. And I give us a bracha to write a tefillah over this because this is something that, whether we want to admit it or not, each of us have a negiyah to. Some more than others, but each of us have a negiyah to. Anyway, we should have a, a, a wonderful rest of the day. Bezrat Hashem, and we'll continue learning strong. Um, tomorrow morning we have... Uh, Chapter 5 of Rav Kook and Chevron. Bezot Hashem is going to be very, very special. And then Yom Yerushalayim, getting ready. Bamidbar, Shavuos, Kitzer. We got a lot to do. Have a wonderful day, everyone.